I'm Jamie Virgen for Sinclair Broadcasting in San Antonio, Texas for this edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. Uh, we have small communities of about 25,000 uh, people uh, who have thousands of illegal immigrants dumped into their community. Most of these people clearly do not qualify for asylum, so that is being abused. We're taking the border to them. So this week, I am going to be joined by our colleague, Carlos Maecha, from our sister station, TV Azteca, in West Palm Beach, Florida. One of the things that's never asked is, why do people leave their country? You know, it's not, and you hear a lot of people saying, well, you know, they should come here uh, the right way, right? What is the right way? A lot of times, the right way is not an option. Florida is where many are in support and some against the actions of Governor DeSantis a couple of weeks ago paying more than $1.6 million to fly in chartered flights, immigrants who had been processed from San Antonio to Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. Carlos is going to share with us now how the Latino community in Southern Florida are responding to this very bold action. We are now joined by Carlos Maecha. He is our anchor at our TV Azteca TV station in West Palm Beach. Carlos, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation. And for me, it's a big honor to be here with you today. Carlos, talk to us a little bit about what is going on in Florida. Your station is based in West Palm Beach, but you cover an area that goes way beyond West Palm Beach. Talk to us about that area, and are you seeing the migrants ending up in that area of Florida? Absolutely. Here we have a lot of diversity. It's different than different states in the country. Uh, Florida uh, not only have, has immigration in, in, for the Mexican and the Central American community, we have a lot of people that is coming from South America and also for Panama and Costa Rica. Uh, so the necessities of these people is totally different of the regular immigrants that came from South, uh, Central America and Mexico because they have different reasons why they are here in the United States. And one of the main reasons is the political aspect. Unfortunately, our countries in South America, especially Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, uh, Peru, in Argentina uh, are countries that now all the political power are very leftist. Uh, the left is ruling those countries and unfortunately is very unstable for a lot of people to continue to, co to maintain their companies, their jobs, the future. And that's why they, they're looking for some place in order to continue to find a better way to make money, to sustain their families, to have a safety place even for them, because there is some persecutions, there is some threats. There is a lot of things that those uh, political countries are doing to the society. So that's why it's a main factor that these people is moving. And the first state that is very close to them, of course, is Florida. So you see, a lot of diversity that is totally different than the regular situation that in Mexico and Central America is facing. No labor, unfortunately, the situation that people in, in the farms 
and in the agricultural uh, aspect, they don't have more way to go. And even the countries are not helping these communities to progress. So they're looking for a way out. In the another aspect too, are the violence that they experience in their own countries, the cartel situation, the maras, for example, in El Salvador and Honduras, and especially also too in Guatemala. So these two different perspectives creates a, a big uh, impact in immigration here in Florida. A lot of people asking for asylum and other people asking just for labor. So that's why the situation is kind of critical when you see our governor, Ron DeSantis, to start doing something that in the community is like a slap in the face, that take people, lie to them, make you know, promises to tell them that it's better way that you move on to Texas, to another places, and Florida is here to help. And this is the situation that is happening right now that the community is facing, and especially the Venezuelan community, that there, there is a lot of people in need now are not only facing the situation, the bad situation with the immigration laws here in the state of Florida, but now in another places that I don't know how they are going to get help and how they are going to even ask for help. So let me ask you, because you brought it up about Florida and what's going on there legally and in the government. What is the feeling of the Hispanic population in that area of Florida after Governor DeSantis spent over a million dollars to put people on a plane and take them from Texas, landed Florida allegedly to then take them north to Martha's Vineyard. And most of them were Venezolanos. So what's the feeling out there, you know, from the Venezuelan community? The feeling here is like, they don't know why. It's a lot of confusion and, and a lot of questions. Why the state of Florida, first of all, is involved in a federal issue that is immigration. Second, how the state of Florida is, go, is spending the money from the people that pay taxes, the money that is the Floridians' money, in order to go to another state and rules something that is a federal level. We don't understand, everybody here, we don't understand why the governor DeSantis decides to do that. The only answer that we can really just uh, maybe clarify or maybe put into the in words is that he's running for re-election. He's running against a Democrat that is talking about immigration in another level, not in a level of amnesty, but in a level of, to say, we need uh, to have a right conversation and we need to change the law. And unfortunately, when you are a candidate, and especially with an agenda, that you need to continue to have the support of the radical rights. That's why we can say that maybe Governor DeSantis is going through that path. But unfortunately, it's something that for a lot of groups, especially here, that defends the human rights, that defends the constitution of the state of Florida, that defends the money of the Floridians are against, and now they're suing 
the, uh, the governor in different uh, lawsuits the last, for the past few weeks and see how these lawsuits is going to really take uh, a step into the, into, the le- into the immigration system affects Governor DeSantis in, in their own decisions and maybe affects his election. Let's take a second now to listen to what Governor DeSantis had to say. Biden has dumped people all over the fruited plain in the middle of the night with zero notice. There's small towns that are getting inundated with people with zero notice. And so that's not something that they've been doing. So the issue is just simply we had a policy when uh, Joe Biden took office that was working. It was orderly. There's a whole cottage industry that anyone that wants to get in should just claim asylum. Most of these people clearly do not qualify for asylum. So that is being abused. So when you have a process like remain in Mexico, someone can still make the claim. But then this way, when it's denied, you're not going to get entry in the United States on that basis. Uh, Joe Biden reversed that policy and he reversed many others. So now you have massive chaos that's happening. Millions and millions of people coming across illegally. Yes, you have really serious things happening along the way to the border, which no one seems to care about. You have people that once they, they get in, are basically destitute in some parking lot. They're not upset about that. Uh, they're not upset about all the fentanyl that's coming into this country and is now leading to record fentanyl deaths. And that would not be happening if we had a secure border. And yes, Maduro is releasing people from prison. You have this is being used strategically to weaken our country. So if you have criminal aliens coming in and they victimize Americans, those should not those crimes should not have happened if we just had a secure border. So no one was no one really cared about that on the national media perspective until 50 show up in Martha's Vineyard. And you got to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself on this. OK, why is that such a big deal? But it wasn't a big deal when 50 migrants died in some shed in Texas. Is it just because they didn't want their wealthy island to be having to be exposed to the unwashed masses and they were offended that they actually had to deal with reality? So I think we have a situation in this country where we have a policy that is simply unjustifiable. But the people that support the policy are imposing the costs of that policy on other people. They don't want to have to pay any type of cost on this. And don't forget, this is an island that advertised to be sanctuary, and they said they didn't have the resources to keep to take 50. Well, just imagine how all these other places across our country um, are having to be due. So it's chaotic. It's not the way you, you, you do business. Now everybody is talking about it. And look, they're busing to New York City, D.C., all, all this stuff. And, and, and that's not the solution, though. The solution is to recognize the policy has failed and to change the policy. And you could do that very easily in ways that have been proven to work. So hopefully we're going to be talking about this a lot more now. This was not an issue of concern even two weeks ago. Now it seems to be on the front burner. And even though Governor Abbott did not pay for these flights, he also had something to say about it. Listen, 
in part in Texas we're doing it to relieve uh, the burden that our local communities are facing along the border. Uh, we have small communities of about 25,000 uh, people uh, who have thousands of illegal immigrants dumped into their community. And so they were begging for relief, and that's exactly why we began this busing operation to Washington, D.C. Plus, we have a president who has refused to go see the chaos that he's created on the border, and a border czar in uh, Kamala Harris who's refused to see what's going on on the border. And so if they will not go to the border, we're taking the border to them so they can see the challenges they're opposing to the entire United States of America. One last fact that's very important. And that is this year, more than 2 million people will cross the border illegally. They need to deal with those consequences as well as the result of what the United Nations said. And that is the U.S.-Mexico border is the deadliest land crossing in the world. Everybody in the country knows that what President Biden just said and what Kamala Harris said and what Mayorkas says, uh, that the, the border is closed or the working to secure the border is now right lie because we have an, an all-time record number of people coming across the border. What is inhumane uh, is the president's policies that have led his border with Mexico to be declared the deadliest border crossing in the entire world. What is inhumane are his policies that attract people who lose their lives, who are being human trafficked, who are victims of rape and even murder. And so what the president needs to understand is he is killing people with his open border policies and he's destroying his own country but not enforcing the immigration laws. As a reminder, uh, I'm the former attorney general in Texas, as well as a former Texas Supreme Court justice. I know the law very well, and what we've done in the state of Texas is follow the law uh, to the T to make sure that everything that we've done uh, comport, comports with the federal law. We receive written authorization by everybody that we transport that they agree to exactly what we are doing. I, I can tell you for an absolute fact that everybody that Texas has moved, uh, they signed an authorization to go to the destination that we uh, drove them to. Uh, and so there's been zero people that Texas has misled. But also what he said, uh, he said uh, what Biden and Kamala Harris are not admitting, and that is the border is open. Uh, the, the Biden administration needs to recognize not only that the border is open, but that they are not following the laws of the United States of America. What Biden did before we begin uh, busing people to New York and Washington, D.C., etc., Biden himself was doing that very same thing. The only difference is he was moving people in the darkness of night and dropping them off in communities across the United States of America uh, without the public being able to see it. What we've done is we've done it in the light of day. And so they're just hypocritical in criticizing us. What's coming next is, listen, we, the, the, the pressure continues to build because of the number of people crossing the border. And for, to relieve our communities, we have to continue these busing operations. And the man who is running against DeSantis has also been very vocal about the use of Florida taxpayer money to move immigrants out of Texas. My concern is you. And his concern is not you. And, and, and that's really what this is all about, you know, just to be straight up. And, and, and I'm concerned if he were to get reelected, he would continue to not care because he just doesn't care. We're like, we're asking for help and we're asking you guys for the help. Yes, ma'am. Um, and he doesn't care. Like, he sees it. He, he has to see it. So. He what? He sees it. Like, he has to see what's going on right now. He has to see rent is doubling. And, I mean, as Americans, Florida, like, we're, we're struggling. Yeah, I know. I mean, the average 
the average is struggling. Like the ones of us that are making, let's say, I make $16 an hour. So yes, someone ma'am. that makes even less than me, I don't know how they're doing it at all. Exactly. Annual, I mean, thankfully my kids are healthy. So yes, it's just the annual checkups. Um, right. And then you fed copay. But, right. I mean, if something were to happen and I did have a unexpected medical expense, yeah. I don't know what would happen. So. Understood. <laughs> I hear you. So, well, thank God for mom, mm-hmm. right? For your housing for the time being. Yeah. But that's not a long term solution. No, it was a short term. Well, I want you to know something. Help is on the way. Okay. And hold on. Okay. Okay? I was at a meeting last night in Brevard County, and we were talking to folks about the school system there and how the governor had recently signed an executive order saying that kids essentially wouldn't be allowed to wear masks in school, right? And uh, so. Brevard County, which is Melbourne, Titusville, you know, where they send up the rockets, literally. Um, they, they defied what the governor was doing. and um, But they were like, you know, he doesn't seem to care about what regular folks are dealing with in our state. So, Carlos, I mean, we see it here not as much because most of the people crossing are not staying in Del Rio are not staying in El Paso, they're not staying in Eagle Pass or the RGV, which is the Rio Grande Valley, McAllen, Edinburgh, that area. Most of them are heading somewhere else. They're going to Houston, they're going to uh, Miami, they're going to New York, they're going to Chicago, that's where they wanna go. So what we're seeing is that not only are they being victimized by the cartels who are crossing them, but are you also seeing them being victimized by people when they make it there to your area who take advantage of them because they know the situation that they are in? That's our main concern here also. The, our system, our infrastructure, our cities, our organizations are saturated of people, unfortunately. We don't have the facilities to continue to retain more people and especially people with no documents because unfortunately they cannot receive the funds and the help that the government can provide. I'm talking about, for example, housing. We have a big crisis of housing, especially with rent in Palm Beach County, in the area that I'm working. We have a big situation because unfortunately, a lot of people that live 10 to 20 people in one mobile home park cannot pay the increase that they are now asking for, an increase of like a 70% of the rent by increasing in less than three to five months. So for example, if you pay before $1,500 per month, right now they're asking you $3,000 for the same apartment or for the same mobile home park. So these people cannot afford this. So unfortunately, the owners that they know the situation are threatening this community. You're not going to pay so you can get out and you cannot ask for help because I know that you don't have documents in order that you can go and maybe sue me or ask for help by the commissioners of the government. So they know the situation of the people, so they take advantage. So they have take a lot of advantage. Here. They take advantage the same way that the cartels, the coyotes, take advantage of, of them. Exactly, smuggling people, promise things, 
for example, explo uh, labor exploitation is another example that we facing here in Palm Beach County. A lot of construction companies subcontract these people that they don't have any documents. They do their job. They know they have experience on it. They do an amazing things. But then in the end of the month, they are not going to receive the paycheck because they promised them to pay in cash. And then they say, hmm, we cannot pay you because we are not going to receive yet the money for the construction company. And they play those games into the community. So we're facing a social issue of people taking advantage of our, our own community because for the reason that they don't have any documents and any right to defend themselves. This is the real situation that is happening. Can you imagine all these people that is transferred to another state in an illegal way and send it with no, with, with no clue or really what's going on, no clue how are going to face the situation in any aspect, the health issues, the social issues, and the labor issues, and they start sending to the cities that they call sanctuary cities. This is the reality, and something have, have to be done. So the majority of the people that are coming into your community right now, how would you rank them? Venezolanos, Cuban, Colombian, what's the what's the ranking? What who are the most? Which right now country? the most uh, you know, right now in this area the most are more between Guatemalans and, and Hondurans or Hondurians. And then the next uh, community uh, are Venezuelans, Cubans and Colombians. So if you put me into the five categories, I will say Guatemala, Honduras, Venezuela, Cuba, and Colombia will be the five main countries uh, or people from those countries that are facing right now critical style life. It's very critical. And, and unfortunately, the county and the government are not going to do anything about these people. And it's only about our own friends our own family or our own non-profit organizations that sometimes ask the help in the community. That's the only, the only thing that they have. The only thing that they have in order to survive here in Palm Beach County is about the community because nothing has been done. Yeah, they can't receive any federal or state aid if they don't have documents. Exactly. If, if they, or if they're going through the asylum process, then they have documents to be here legally, but they still can't really receive any aid unless it's exactly. a non-profit. And I'm talking about families with four to five children. I'm talking about families that live in one mobile home park, 20 to 30 people, also including children. And sometimes those kids are American citizens. We need the migrants that would make this trip to hear this message and to think twice to not make this trip. What do you think in the long run? Do you think people have gotten the message, Border Patrol, people like Chief Owens, who's in charge of the border down here, just two hours away from San Antonio. He has the area that goes from Eagle Pass, Del Rio, all the way up north to Valle, almost to San Antonio. And that's the message. He keeps sending the same message over and over again how dangerous it is to come. People go through Panama, the jungle in Panama between Panama and Colombia, then to go through the cartels, then to have to go through the coyotes and you have to pay them. If not, you're not allowed to cross. 
Do you think people are sending back that message when they make it to you guys in Florida? Do you think they're telling their countrymen, don't come, this is dangerous? Of course, the community understand. The community also understand that they're breaking the law. But all these situations to pay in a coyote better than save their lives because they are already threats by different groups of somebody killed already a family member and they take their own land and they don't have anything else to do. Jami, you take your bags and get out. And no matter what happening in the future, you take the risk. And I understand that we need to respect the sovereignty of, of the United States. We need to respect their laws, the frontiers. We need to respect that. But unfortunately, nothing has been, you know, nothing in this immigration situation, uh, in the political aspect, they are not going to do anything. And unfortunately, the people is going to continue to move to find a better way to continue to, uh, uh, to give education to their own children, continue to at least sleep in a safety place, even if they have to sleep in a car, better than sleep in one place that they don't know the next day they are going to get killed. So unfortunately, we need to see this issue with the two different faces of one coin. The another phase is the situation that is happening in those countries, how those governments are going to help their own people to don't leave the country. What kind of programs, what kind of security they have, what kind of promises? I don't know, it's some ways that they can say, listen, we are going to protect you, we are going to give you some land, we are going to open new programs so you can participate, register and work in order to receive this or that, but at least something that the people say, wow, my country is doing something for us, we are going to work for our own country, and we don't have to leave. This is something that all these countries in South America and Central America and Mexico needs to work. United States is giving a lot of money to those countries in order to maintain their peace, uh, to regulate and secure the borders, to control the drug situation with the cartels. United States is giving them millions of millions of dollars every year. So, the question is, what El Salvador, Honduras, Colombia, Venezuela, Argentina, Costa Rica, Panama, Mexico, what, what these countries are doing to retain their own people and maintain their own country secure in order to people don't decide to move? Carlos, thank you so much because, you know, we, we talk about what's going on here at the border all the time, but sometimes we forget Yes, once they leave here, they go somewhere else. And a lot of these people that are coming in, Venezolanos, Colombianos, a lot of them tend to go to the East Coast, tend to go to Miami. It's a huge Latin community. Also New York, New York City, a huge Latin community. And it's always good to hear what's going on in the community. And the reporting that you do for a station there, TV Azteca, deals mostly with a Hispanic Latino community and what is going on there. So thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing that with us. 
No, no, no. Thank you so much, Yami, for for inviting me to take my my point of view. But we need to educate the community because this is not only a situation that United States are facing. This is a situation for another countries to really step up and do something in order that the people uh, continue to stay in their own countries and progress with them better than decide to move to United States in order to save their lives. I believe yeah. a lot of things have to be done. Yeah, the root of the problem. There is a root to the problem. The root of the problem is they can't live in their own countries because of what's going on. And then here, the other root of the problem is that this is a congressional problem and the Congress is the one who writes the laws. So if we're a country of laws, then we need to change the laws so that we can take care of this problem because the problem is manifold and they're not going to fix it unless they face it head on. Carlos Mahecha from our TV station in West Palm Beach. Carlos, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this week for this edition of our podcast. I want to thank you for supporting this project on a daily basis as a journalist covering immigration out here on the border and beyond the U.S.-Mexico border. I often have so much information, material, interviews that are never used, and this is now the best way that we can share it all with you so you can make up your own mind. That's it for now from San Antonio, Texas. I'm Jamie Virgen for Sinclair Broadcasting.